This episode is brought to you by Spring. So if you guys follow along on Snapchat, you know I've been having a huge red moment. And that is because of Spring. I'm going to blame it all on Spring. Basically, it's a digital shopping destination for over 1,500 brands for all your fashion, beauty, and lifestyle needs, and it's all in one place. I found this like really baggy, oversized kind of men's Adidas sweater that I love, and along with that, I got like a t-shirt, and it has little white stripes on the side, and it's also Adidas, and I've been wearing it with like skinny jeans and a white pump. It's so cute. And then lastly, I also got this other Adidas shirt. It's like got the Adidas logo huge on the front and it's gray and it's a crop top. It looks so cute. So you got to check out their Adidas merch, but they also have Marc Jacobs, Stuart Wiseman, Vince, Urban Outfitters, Smashbox, all my favorites. And I'm not going to lie, Michael's going to be mad, but I just got some Urban Outfitters specs that look just like the ones Kendall Jenner wears. So make sure you check out their site. You will find so many cute goodies that you will love, love, love. You can download the Spring app in the App Store or by visiting shopspring.com. Get free shipping and free returns on your Spring purchases with no spending minimums. As an added bonus, use my code SKINNY at checkout to take 20% off your first purchase. See the website for more details. That's shopspring.com or shop through the Spring app and use code SKINNY. The following program is a PodcastOne.com presentation. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential. Him and her. Uh-huh. Oh, you want me to start the show? Yeah, I do. Alright, well, here we are, back again. I had to start this one, I thought you were going, so I was waiting for you. Can you get a little more creative with your intro? That's the intro we're going with today. You know what you do when you podcast that's a little annoying, is you do a slight accent that you don't have. It's kind of like a Texas, like a, just a small... It's been living inside me, it's just, it comes out when I can be my true self, and that's where I shine the most on this podcast. Okay, but you were born in San Diego, so I'm just confused at where this, like, little... Not at heart. Okay, alright, well... At heart, I'm an old cowboy. Alright, Guys, Lauren Everett's from The Skinny Confidential. Michael Bostick from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, introduce yourself. Give a proper intro. I don't know how to be. That's, that's what I do. Michael Bostick, serial entrepreneur, smart cookie. That's, how, that's what it describes me as. <laughs> that's what I'm sticking to. Okay. Accent haver. Accent haver. All right. Chihuahua whisper always. We just took Pixie to water training the other day. Pixie is doing water training for her knees. She has bad knees, so what they recommended is that we, instead of doing surgery, we put her in this water booth where she walks on a little treadmill, and we're really proud of her because she went from five minutes to seven minutes. Yep, she went full seven. I don't know where, how this has become my life, taking chihuahuas to water training, but here we are. You love it. Yeah, I mean, I I I love the dog. I don't know about the water training and... You the cost of water training. We're spooning all night. Let me tell you something. You want to make some good money? Get one of these water training boots. Put a dog in there for five or seven minutes. This is like, I don't know. This guy's making like $100 for five minutes. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good thing, but it really does work. Like, it actually works. She's really tired the next day, and um, I, I recommend it. Taylor, I feel like that's kind of like a creepy job that you would have. A dog water trainer? I could see him doing that it. That would actually be a little bit less creepy than his current job, which is following us around like a ghost with a camera. 
She has a lot of creepy jobs. The only thing creepier was how he still hasn't t- talked about his date with Annabelle because he's holding off. He's trying to tease it, he said. <laughs> All right, you guys. As always, thank you for subscribing and rating and reviewing the podcast. You guys are amazing. We really appreciate all your sweet reviews. We wouldn't have this podcast platform without you. So thank you. Thank you. And if you haven't rated or reviewed us, please do so. Super easy and quick. Today, we have an extra special guest. One of our best friends. Lauren's business partner. Badass. Badass. Blogger. Blogger. Erica Stolman. We're super excited to have her on. She came up here with her mom, Linda. Um, we're going to have her mom on to another time with her and um, just kind of shoot the shit. Maybe have a little booze. But this time we're talking mainly branding and blogging and how we met, which was in seventh grade. True. All right. We'll be right back with Fashion Lush. Hey, this is Roxy Diaz. And this is Nina Parker. Now, we are two pop culture veterans who love nothing more than talking about the latest trending topics. Now, we're talking about everything. The relationships, music, celebrities. And maybe the banana pics I get in my DM. I don't know. We're talking about everything. All right, now you get to join us every week on our new podcast, Little Black Dress with Roxy and Nina. Check out new episodes on PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, or subscribe on iTunes. Guys, it's the Little Black Dress because every Every woman has one. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Enough about me. What do you think about me? (laughs) Just kidding. Okay, guys, today we have a very special guest, a big blogger who also happens to be my best friend, Erica Stolman of the blog Fashion Lush. Her Instagram aesthetic is so perfect, it's sickening, and her style is to die for. She's definitely one of the most talented graphic designers I know. And she's also my partner in our blog design company, Blogdo. Welcome to the show. Wow. Do you have to do that every time? Like, can we just be normal? That was good. That was a really good intro. Thank you. I didn't know you thought such lovely things about me. I just typed it out two seconds ago. So nice of you. Lauren spelled aesthetic is aseptic. (laughs) So. That's shocking because she has really good grammar. Well. Most of the time. Not the best spelling. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I know. We got your mom here. Linda, she's my my KJIT. Your your momager. No, she's my KJIT. What is that? Chris Jenner in training. Oh my god, that's you need to trademark that. Get shirts on that. Linda is one of my favorites. We had a blast down at the wedding. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we had a big blast at the wedding. She sell like she, we go we walk in in the parking structure. She's like, "You got to check out Erica's blog. It's and it's underscore fashionless underscore." I said, "Mom, we, we're kind of in a rush here. I don't know if the parking attendants really interested." That's good. I mean, listen, my dad, you should see he he'll he'll tell anyone. Oh, yeah. you gotta you gotta have like a hype man yeah. or, or woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's my hype woman. Right. You should do that for me, Michael. Um, what do you think I'm doing here? <laughs> right? I'm just gonna say. Okay, so we are at Podcast One. We're in LA. Erica and her mom drove up. We just went to look at a couple spring trends for 2017. And now we are stuck with the task of trying to open wine without a wine opener, which I don't think is gonna happen. Yeah, I thought you would have one. No, I don't know why. I, I, I don't, thought you carried one in your purse. I'll start. Okay, with that, we're gonna get in the first question and we're, we're gonna get a little deep here because we wanna show the listeners another side of you because they see you on your blog but there's so much more I feel like to you than just the blog 
and we'll talk about the blog. Okay. Okay, so tell us and tell everyone about when we met, our childhood, our high school. I've known you since I was 12, so is Michael. Yeah, um, I met Lauren and Michael in seventh grade, and we immediately all became best friends. No, <laughs> that's not really how it worked. Um, I had a crush on Michael. Michael had a crush on me a little bit. Lauren can admit it. Who can blame you? Who could blame you? I think that Lauren and Michael were broken up for like 15 minutes. Michael spoke to me, and then Lauren very quickly won me over with her manipulative ways, and I never looked at Michael sideways again. So she won. Yep, I did. I definitely did. You guys thought you were She won. No, I won, actually. Because I have really great two friends, and they're married and happy and... Should have never really, let me go. Really entertaining to hang out with. You spoke at our wedding. I did speak at your wedding. You were Beautiful so Beautiful speech. I was so nervous. But I then I felt like I really killed it. You, you know did. what's so funny? You, <laughs> you're Lauren's best friend. One of my best friends. Weston's my best friend. You guys were both so nervous. And it's funny because Lauren and I are both very attracted to both of you. You and Weston, meaning, you know, we're great friends. And Lauren and I don't get nervous about that stuff at all. And you guys were petrified. But... I don't really get why because it was all of the people you know. Um, I'm well, for me, I can say leading up to it is I got a lot of this better be the best speech you ever give in your entire life, better than if you were getting a Grammy. So <laughs> there was a lot of pressure on my end, and also I put it, I procrastinated really bad on it. And I, I mean, you can ask my mom; I was a nervous wreck writing it. You know what? You did a great job. I am a perfectionist. You know what a psycho perfectionist I am. So, yeah. Yeah, Michael said start with a laugh and with a tear and you'll be good to go. Oh, that's a good tip, honey. Yeah, he was good. He gave me a pep talk. Weston had the cold sweats. Weston was, was more nervous than me. I've never seen anything Weston, like it. He couldn't even, <laughs> like, we, we did a little pregame for, like, the, the, I don't want to say, they're not groomsmen, but they're just, like, my best buds before the wedding uh, ceremony. And he could not stop pacing, and he couldn't have a drink with us, and he kept going in the bathroom. I think he was throwing up. I don't know what he was doing. He was more nervous than I was. I didn't the, talk to him in Mexico until the speech was over. He, like, couldn't talk. Nope, he couldn't talk. He, like, locked himself in a room. He couldn't talk. He couldn't swim. He couldn't drink. He couldn't eat. It's pretty funny. And, by the way, our wedding video is up on the Skinny Confidential. Oh, my God. It's so good. Um, so good. Yeah. So, you guys have to go check it out. We had so much fun. Also, if you just go to YouTube and search The Bostics, it'll pop up. It's so good. You love this It's the best one. wedding video. Yeah. Yeah. Am, am I Lauren Bostic or Lauren Everett? If you're lucky, it's Bostic. Okay. So we went to high school together, and Erica and I were in kind of like, it was not like a group, but we had like four best friends, kind of like the sisterhood of the traveling pants, but um, not that innocent, I feel like. Yeah. A little more edgy. Yeah. Um, and we all had diaries. DT. DT. We called it DT time. and we basically- No, it was DT because it was diary time. <laughs> Oh, okay, got it. DT. Wait, what was that journal you guys all passed around? DT. No, that was a different oh, one. Oh, that was, no, that no, was, that was in junior high. Yeah, that was different. That was different. DT was basically a blog each of us had, but it was not online. How do you even explain it? Was it was just in a book. It was like, all we would do is we would get magazines and we would sit around and cut things out and paste them and words. It's like just pages and pages and pages of collages, basically, of everything we like. It's just funny because we were kind of like blog- we were blogging yeah. before blogging. I pulled it out the other day and I was going through my stuff and my boyfriend was like, you have to share that. That's a blog in a 
diary. That's like amazing. It is pretty nice. It's cool to look at. It's cool to look back on. Good thing you saved yours. I can't find mine. Scan that and upload it. Oh no. I like <laughs> burn. I think back. I have like a lock of your hair in mine. Ooh, that's creepy. Well, that's, a, that's a little weird. No, we, we we did like we all. <laughs> well, we're 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 going there, huh? No, it was like we all like did like this lock and put each other's DTs. These were like our lives. This is all yeah. we did. Yeah. We didn't go out with friends. So we were cool in high school. No, we were not. Um, we had little voodoo dolls. We were isolated. Yes. Actually. Erica was always the designated driver, which was amazing. Um, We loved Avril Lavigne. What else? We loved Avril Lavigne. We loved Avril Lavigne. And um, we've just been best friends throughout college, high school. And then Erica started blogging. Tell us about when you started blogging, because you started blogging before, like, anyone. Yeah, I started blogging. I was in college, I think... You know, whenever that was. Um, I don't know what year. It was my junior year of college, actually. And I would always see things I liked online, you know, an outfit, a look, street style. But then I didn't even know what street style was because it really wasn't that big of a thing. And I was always saving all these pictures from my desktop. And I was like, you know, this is taking up so much space and memory. I'm just going to start a blog on Blogger. And... um, I, it was it was nothing impressive. I don't have all those old posts today because it was literally like just a picture of Mary Kate with like no words, and it was for me. I didn't know what. No one had blogs. I had Kinda no like example. a Tumblr, almost. like a Tumblr, but I had no example to follow. And then I remember the first blogger I became really into was Rumi Neely, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like maybe I'll take pictures of my outfits. So I started doing a little bit of that. But still, at this point, I was in college, so it was a hobby. Um, it was when I graduated and actually Lauren started the Skinny Confidential that she's like, if you want this to be your thing, you got to you gotta start with more of a bang. Like, kind of, let's rebrand. Let's, like, come up with an idea. And I was working a desk job. And so I would, on my lunch breaks, have one of my coworkers just take pictures of my outfit. And then I would go home and work till 2 in the morning. This is, like, six years ago, right? This was, like, six years ago, yeah. Um, and then I would work until 2 in the morning, and I was just trucking along and then one day I got laid off and I was like ah, everyone around me is crying at this table like because they all got laid off and it felt so bad and why just, did everyone get laid off it was just a company just, thing they cut. yeah they just cut it they just cut like, and what kind of what kind of business was it again um marketing online okay. marketing big Keeps, online marketing yeah big yeah. online marketing you know the company um aren't you the coupon girl yeah I was let's not go there um <laughs> so so um yeah everyone was crying and really bummed and I felt bad but then I went home and I called and I called Lauren because I was like I just got laid off and she's like amazing this is exactly what you needed this is your chance do it for six months if it doesn't work go back to the working world and I did it for six months and no, it's Here been I like am. seven years worked. later. It can worked. you tell our dynamic is I'm quite the bossy one in the relationship because I can be bossy. Yeah, but it works. Yeah, it, it, works. it does work. I, want I will people... say she's always right. <laughs> okay, before we talk to Erica about what her blog started as and how it's evolved over time, I want to tell you guys about 5-4 Club. So if you've listened to the past couple of episodes, I have been on a 5-4 Club kick. I've been talking a lot about it. So if you want to look really good at really affordable prices and don't want to take the time to shop online or go to the mall, I have a rad solution for you, and that's 5-4 Club. It's an LA-based fashion brand that delivers curated items for $60 a month. Yes, only $60 a month. So for that price, you get two to four seasonally curated items to help build up a balanced wardrobe. If you're a member of 5-4 Club, you also get an exclusive 50% discount right off the bat on any item off the site that doesn't come in the curated box each month. 
Five Four Club is awesome because it puts together different styles based on personal preference and keeps track of what you have so that when they send or add anything new to your wardrobe, it can complement the pieces previously sent. Another great thing about Five Four Club is there's free shipping with every shipment directly to your doorstep. Like I said before, I have Five Four shipments sent to the condo in LA so that when we're up there, I have an assortment of different things to wear and I don't have to think too much about it. So it's really easy to sign up. Go to 54club.com and use promo code SKINNY at sign up to get a double package for the first month of 54 Club. That is a $240 value for only $60. This offer expires on March 31st. So act quick. Again, that's 54club.com promo code SKINNY. What did the blog start as and what has it evolved into now? The blog started as like something I thought maybe my mom would look at like once in a while to see like, you know, what I was doing in school Um, or just for me to be like, ooh, like I needed some like style and stuff. Let me go to my own blog because that's where I was posting everything. Um, And then it turned in. I I think there was a point where I kind of lost my way and I was like, okay, I want to incorporate everything. I want to do everything. I think that'll really like open the doors. But now I've kind of honed back in. I've gone... You know, I went through a phase where I went too wide, and now I'm going back narrow, and kind of. I think you found yourself. Yeah, I, th- I think that this this past year, I've really like found who I am. You found your stride. Your photographer, it, like everything's like really to me coming together. It's been I fun found to my watch. aesthetic. Yeah. It, it takes a while sometimes. It does. And I think that if you can give a lesson to the readers out there that are blogging and trying to find their style, what would something be? Gosh, that's hard. I think it would just, I mean, to find your style, try different things, see what works for you, see what doesn't, test the waters. It's okay to mess up. Like, I have, you know, done a lot of things. I look back on what was I thinking that's so not me, where I was trying to do something just because I thought that would maybe, you know, get me more followers or get me more readers on my site or something. But, Really, that only starts to happen when you're really being yourself. And so I think whatever you've got to do, trial and error, try new things, meet new people, figure out who you are. And then I think that's what's really propelling me right now is that I'm finally embracing that, listening to the audience, embracing that and stop trying to be what I think everyone else might want. So speaking of social media and numbers, like you were just talking about, you just did what we think is a really good post called Social Media Killed My Confidence. (laughs) And no, really, I thought it was a really vulnerable post. Why did you decide to write that post and what made you want to write it? Well, two reasons. One is that I've recently, you know, I love posting my outfits and what I'm wearing, but I think that the content, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like how the content was just about the outfit. I feel like there's so much more to me that I want to talk about. So for most of my outfit posts, I kind of want to change it and get more personal, personable, on things and that's one issue that's been really bothering me lately. So what what specifically what I mean, it's just this world we live in where I wake up every morning and I grab my phone and I go straight to my feed and it's, you know, this girl is in, you know, the Bahamas swimming with the pigs and like this chick is like this Russian supermodel with four gorgeous children and the perfect husband carrying a a bouquet of 900 roses and like these lives that people are living. It's just, you know, it makes you feel whether you want it or not that you're not enough that you're not going to be enough unless you have that thing or go on that trip or any of these things. And so, you know, that that gets to you. It gets to you when it's every day of your life. And I think, God, Lauren and I are so lucky that 
grow like in our developing years in high school that we didn't have to deal with that shit. Oh like God, I couldn't imagine what kids go through now. I think you know. I mean, Mimi's got her shit together, but like still, I think about her friends and like this world where they have to compare themselves to such unrealistic things and. To me, it makes me kind of bummed to think that anyone else thinks my life is perfect because I'm not confident because of all these people. And I don't want them to think that, oh, what is she talking about? She goes on these great vacations and she does this and she does that. Yeah, we're all showing the best parts of our lives. And as much as you know that deep down, it still fucking sucks when you're laying in bed in your pajamas all day and you, you know, haven't gotten out of the house yet. And you see these people doing so much. You know what the problem is, and, and I had to kind of come to terms with this, the it's this problems exist throughout time seeing other people what you perceive to be better or what you you know perceive to be um, further along in the line of progression but what, what social media has just put it in front of people's face a lot more so I think the issue is that people are constantly and I had to go through this myself people are constantly it's never enough right you get to a stage in your life where let's say it's you hit a, a financial milestone you're, you're sitting there waiting waiting one day you're like when i get to that point i'm going to be happy then you get there and you're like okay i'm here i'm still not happy so i need to do something else to be happy and so it's this constant need to try to find happiness when if people just kind of looked and said you know i'm grateful for what i have and i'm happy and what i have is enough then the other stuff becomes a bonus the problem with social media and with young people um, younger than us, and you know, now we're getting a little bit older, is that they're not told, hey, you know, it's okay to be really content with what you have, and it's okay to aspire to those things, but seeing other people shouldn't make you unhappy, you know? Yeah. And you, you should look at it as, like, this is something aspirational and you want to do it, but it shouldn't be something where you, where you look and say, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm unhappy. But it's a, it's a full mindset, and somebody, an individual, has to come to that conclusion themselves. Yeah. I also think what's helped me a lot this past year, I feel like I've really found this space where um, I can really 100% be myself and not give a fuck what anyone thinks. Like, if you don't like following me, unfollow me. Um, I think that what's really helped me uh, is, like, not even, like, looking at it. So uh, instead of waking up in the morning and checking my feed... I, I'll do something like open my books app or mm-hmm. turn on a podcast. Um, and then when I have time, instead of scrolling through a feed, I'll return Snapchat messages or emails. I do. I like to replace that part of my life where I was looking at other people with something really productive because it just really, really helps me stay in my own lane with my blinders on and not get focused. And I told you this the other day, like on Snapchat, I follow like three people. That's like my dad and Michael and, and you. I don't like to follow a bunch of people because... I don't want to be swayed either. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want my personality to chameleon to what other people are doing. I just really want it to come across in an authentic, how you would be hanging out with me over cocktails type of way. Yeah. And I think that another thing that's really helped me is that connecting with my readers instead of focusing on, you know, the other influencers who maybe are not intentionally, obviously making anyone feel any way, but you know, fo- instead of focusing on what I think they might think about me as a fellow influencer or my peer, because really it's not an industry where you have peers. It's more, unfortunately, competition-based. Um, but my readers are the ones who are supportive of everything I do. And the more real I am, the more they want to flock to me. And I feel like the more real, real I am, the more I might lose potential, you know, partnerships or collaborations with other influencers. But really, at the end of the day, that's not what I'm looking for. So what I've noticed is I really like 
the response that my readers give me when I post things like it killed my confidence. You know, obviously that is a vulnerable post, but I'm glad I wrote it because my readers make me feel so much more confident. And I did another post that was really good about my issues with anxiety. And like the support I got from that audience was like, I mean, pretty game changing. Like it was, you know. I also think I'm to the point with partnerships and collaborations that I don't want, I would rather pass on it if it's, if the brand doesn't feel like I'm a hundred percent fit. Yeah. So I think being yourself a hundred percent, maybe you, you do only, you know, take 80% of the pie as opposed to a hundred of it, but it's worth it. Cause you get those really meaningful partnerships. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, just from like a business perspective, it's impossible to to be successful doing anything but what based around yourself. So if you're doing a personal brand, let me rephrase that. If you're doing a personal brand, it's impossible to not use your own personality and be successful yeah. because people's bullshit meters are very high. And all of a sudden, if they see Lauren talking about something that they know is not Lauren, they're going to say, wait a minute, what the hell's this? And they're not going to respond to it. Same thing with you. Same thing with me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I try not to talk about a, a wide range of subjects and I try to stay narrow. I, the reason I th- feel confident when I speak is I don't ever go outside of who I am. I'm not ever trying to say, okay, I'm like this person or I'm like, I'm, I'm me. And I know that some people aren't going to identify with it, but the people that do, they're going to say, yeah, this, I really identify with this because I know he's being completely authentic to himself. It's when you go outside of yourself and you try to act like something you're not or somebody that you aren't that people say, wait a minute, that doesn't make a, that doesn't make a lot of sense here. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's like, especially one thing that's hindered me is because like, there's so many things that I'm seeing other people doing. I'm like, well, maybe if I just tried that and I'm doing it and it's uncomfortable and it shows and I see it looking back on it now. So I don't do that shit. Anymore. And we've all done it. I mean, uh, we, we have, we, you live and learn. What can you do? You can't, you can't always be perfect 24 seven. You're going to make mistakes. And when people are watching and you, and you put yourself out there online, you just got to deal with it yeah. and take it. Okay. So Erica is going to tell us all about her anxieties and phobias and share some advice on how to deal with this. But first, I want to tell you guys about FrameBridge. Okay, so recently on the Skinny Confidential, I did a whole wall in my house dedicated to wedding photos. Um, It's not like a Sheena Marie Vanderpump Rules wall where it's overkill. It's just like the perfect touch of wedding within our home. And that is thanks to FrameBridge.com. They are incredible. You guys know I love efficiency. The site, the ease of the order, how you order the piece. It's so quick, so easy, and so affordable. Basically, all you have to do is go to framebridge.com. You pick your frame, or you can let the designers help. I obviously micromanaged them and picked my own frame. You can upload your photos straight from the computer, preview it, and then it's ready to go. So instead of paying hundreds of dollars on framing and the frames and all that stuff, it's just all at once. It's affordable. The prices start at $39 and the shipping is free. What I really love about FrameBridge though is that they have a happiness guarantee, which is incredible. Their team gives each item personal care and attention because meeting your expectations is as important as meeting their own. You guys know I love a happiness guarantee. Who doesn't? Get started today framing your photos or art. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code SKINNY. You'll save an additional 15% off on your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code SKINNY. You just talked about anxiety. So I know that you have anxiety. You have I got OCD? No? Mm, 
Like, what no, would you call it? I would just say anxiety, like generalized anxiety, some, some like phobias. Yeah, phobias. Stuff that's like the that. word I'm looking for. Okay. So, so tell us, like, walk us through it. Give, give, give us some advice for anyone that has the same symptoms. We want to hear about it. Gosh. Well, if you go to my blog, and search my anxiety story. You can hear the whole thing because it's a really long story. But basically, I feel in my heart of hearts that I've had anxiety since, you know, very, very, very young age, I think. And I can attest to that because I've seen the whole entire journey with her and she's had it since the second I've known her. Yeah. You were really young. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I remember my first like bout of anxiety without knowing what it was when I was like seven. Um, we moved here from Nashville. So I like remember that time as just being really a transition and maybe, you know, that contributed to it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a struggle. It's a struggle daily. It's a struggle, you know, coming up to L.A. I had anxiety like, you know, I'm not. It's something I'll always deal with. Okay, for somebody, I think I have situational anxiety. Like certain things happen. Mm-hmm. Every, I think everyone gets that. Yeah. But let's take the example you just you just spoke about. Why does coming up to LA give you anxiety? For someone like me who may not understand the reason. God, I mean, think of every single thing that could go wrong, and that's what goes into my head. Like everything. Something like we could like, get. What if we get in a car accident? It's raining outside. What if I, you know, is it, that it's, like it's just questions. Um. Maybe a little, I think. I mean, but see, I'm out and I'm fine. Like, I'm okay. fine now. So it's everything leading up to it. Like, your my wedding speech, for example. Nervous, 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 nervous. And I do it and I'm fine. So, you know, it's just something I cope with and I get past. And I, you know, it, it's my it's my normal. So it's this is my normal. Um, things I do to help. I do acupuncture. I do chiropractic. I'm starting to try to get into working out because people say that works. I do. I take CBD oil. I have other self-medications we can talk about. about I smoke pot. Um, I am on anxiety medicine, and I always have been, and I might always will be. Um, But that's okay with me. I would rather that than not because then, you know, I don't know. I've been on it for so long, I wouldn't know what it would be like. Um... So what what happens when you get anxiety? Like, what is the... I mean, it's every time is different. Like, sometimes I will just, you know, my hands will just start sweating and I'll just... It'll be like the room's closing in on me. Like, if I'm in a situation where it happens like that um, and I'll need to go outside or I'll call my mom and, you know, my mom... You saw it happen at um, at a conference that we went to in Dallas. Oh, I had... Yeah, remember? I had a panic attack. Yeah. I had a panic attack. Um, We went to a conference in Dallas and it was fine. It was handled, you know, and the next day I'm fine. It's just some things are too much. Some things are too much and it's about knowing... I think when you do have anxiety, it's just about knowing your limits and being okay with what you can do and what you can't do. There's a version or a quote and I'm not going to quote it, but basically they say anxiety is a recollection of past suffering and a a fear of future suffering. Don't get me started. And they say that the the problem that most people just fail to realize, like if you if you kind of eagle eyed and went outside of yourself and looked down at the situation, like almost outside of your body, and realize, okay, things that have happened in the past are done; they no longer concern you, so nothing to worry about. And things that are going to happen in the future haven't happened yet, so there's nothing to worry about. And when you think it's, I know it's hard to pull yourself and look at it from that perspective, but really, the only thing that you control in your life, and I always tell people this, the only thing. Is choices. Choice is how you choose to respond to things. Choice is how you choose to perceive things. So 
what I always tell people when they're, when they're having anxiety, per, first, I can't cure it and I can't, you know, make you think this way. But when you, when you can kind of take a step back and say, okay, let's look at it from up here. Let's look at it logically. Let's see what the real issues are. Let's understand that whatever's going to happen is going to happen and I'll deal with it then. And anything from the past is already done with. It kind of helps you put things in perspective. I think you're just internalizing a lot. Totally. No, I, I agree 100% with The that. best thing I've ever heard about anxiety was was Tim Ferriss' take on it. It's amazing. And I've, I've done this, and it's really worked for me, is you do preventative measures. So you don't wait till the anxiety strikes. That's the mistake I see, and I used to do that. So what I do is instead of waiting for it to come, I'll do things like yoga, uh, yoga has been so uh, like my mind is blown from what yoga has done for me with anxiety. I'll do things like work out. I'll do things like b- weird beauty things that I like to do, burned essential oils, just meditate, like whatever that is, you do preventative things so it doesn't strike. The the bad thing is is when you don't do anything preventative and then it comes. Erica and I are reading this book called um Many Lives Many Lives, Many Masters. Oh, my God. It's a good one for anxiety. Oh it's really, it's really working wonders in my you head right now. It. I think I just got that book. It's really good. It's about it's about past life stuff, I've but it's it. really interesting. Um, I suggest it to anybody. Yeah, we really like really it. really good. Okay, so moving on. What are some of the choices you have made in your life that make you who you are? Oh, wow. It's a Michael question. God, that's going good, deep. That's deep. Some of like my life choices. I mean, meeting me. Just kidding. Becoming friends with Lauren. No, I'm just kidding. Um, God, I want to say I I don't like this one, but I think that um, and this is against what you guys think. I do agree with everything you guys think about college, by the way. But I will say, me going. Thank you to my mom and my dad, forcing me to do that experience was like, I mean, for somebody who has anxiety, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. That was so hard, but I would like... Explain why, like, explain why it was hard. I went to school an hour away and I cried, 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 cried for months. I wanted to come home so bad. I was so homesick. Um, Change is like a really like hard thing for me with, you know, I don't like drastic change. So to move to somewhere where I had none of my friends or my family or anything was hard. And my, I think it was either my mom or my dad had the same problem when they went to college. They wanted to go home and their parents said, give it. I think a month. Give it a month. And if you want to come home after a month, you can come home. So my mom and dad said the same thing to me. And I gave it a month. And after a month, I still wanted to come home. But I wasn't going to. Because at that point, I was a month in. I wasn't going to give up. So that really taught me. Because I did it for four years. And yes, I got used to it. And I ended up loving it. And made some amazing lifelong friends and all of those things. But it taught me about persistence and just pushing forward to that end goal. So that was like a big thing for me. That's something that Erica really has that I love about you is that you have persistence and discipline. And I think as a blogger, those two things are so important because it's something that you have to repeat, rinse and repeat every single day. You can't like you can't I feel like you can't even step away for two days. I mean, I can't remember the last time I've gone on vacation and not worked every single day. You have that you have that 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 chip in you that's that's persistence and discipline. Yeah. Patience. Yeah. I think that like also in this blogging world where I see a lot is that like you can get caught up really easily in the events and the fun and the parties and the da 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 da. But at the end of the day, like 
I think what makes a blogger really get to that next level is that maybe they're going to some of these networking events depending on the scenario, but more often than not, you're turning it down to go home, work on your content, work on your blog, work on building the next steps, you know. That's what it those takes. Those sort of things. That's what it takes. I can't tell you. I, I would be too embarrassed to even say how many hours a day I work and how late I'm up working. Tell That's actually interesting because you, you work some oh, weird hours. You're a night owl. I am. I work better at night. Um, <laughs> I probably wake up around 1130, start working. I will have, you know, meetings in the day, whatever. But my day really starts around 8 p.m. <laughs> and I'll be up until... Three, three thirty every night because we every email night. back and yeah, forth all night. the time, and I'll go to bed like probably like one thirty. Yeah, and then I'll get emails from her at three in the morning yeah. about blog do all the time. Yeah, it's it's pretty. I mean, it's intense. It's, you it know, works there for was you. someone someone told me a book, and I wish I could remember. It. I'm not going to be able to remember it right now, but it was just um, it was about just kind of accepting that everyone's circadian rhythms are different. Oh, just, I know what book you're talking about. Shoot, what is that? You you I recommended it. it. You got to tell us what book that I'll is. Look, I'll look it up. Okay. So Erica and I also have a company called Blog Do, And basically about three to four years into blogging, we both kind of looked at each other and we said, we're getting all these emails from our readers about our blog design. And Erica and I had designed my blog together and her blog together. We basically are partners in the way where Erica does all the back end and the graphic design and then I'll look at it and be like, I think you should move this here because I'm obviously not good at the back end. I think you should add this. I think you should, um, you know, make this font bigger. So we kind of have been like a team on designing Fashion Lush and the Skinny Confidential. Anyways, we looked at each other and we thought we should be offering this to other bloggers that want to start out and offering blog makeovers and to design their sites. So we went together and we created this whole concept around um, voodoo, witch doctor kind of services and spells. And it's been really fun to work together. I think it's been pretty easy. We we don't really fight at all. No, we don't. We don't fight a lot. Okay, you found the book. Yeah, the book is called The Power of Win, and it's about your chronotype. Yep, that's the one I was thinking of. Don't feel bad if you like to stay up till. Don't let your boyfriend, friend, sister, mom, anybody tell you yeah michael i mean some nights friday night saturday night sunday nights i cut it off but on the weeknight that's my time to shine like that is my time michael so, well, anyway have the computer in bed we digress well that's different than like if you want to stay up no till, computer's not in bed yeah, i have to stay see, out see boom if you want to stay up till six in the morning i don't care just don't do it in bed when yeah, i'm sleeping i'm not gonna go in bed and like you know like the dog lauren has giant fingers it sounds like I don't think she really does but she clicks these keys it sounds like the guy from Jack and the Beanstalks at the top just slamming the keys it, what, so what if I find can, a guy that wants to let me sit in bed with the computer by all means go ahead you better watch out yeah. um, so anyways blog deal I'm gonna find a girl with quieter fingers oh okay no Lauren and I Lauren and I will just one day move in together and we'll just be up until we'll never sleep that would be sleep. scary that would be bad that would be bad okay so back to blog deal <laughs> back to blog deal so anyway subject. We have this site, that, and we work together. Yes. And a lot of people say don't work with your friends or family, and I work with all my friends and family. <laughs> yeah, Lauren and I aren't normal friends, though. Like, Why? I don't I don't know. We just, there's no drama. Like, we, I feel like there will never be something not on the table. Um, and we recover quick, too. We recover really, really, like, really <laughs> like stupid quick. How stupid we recover. Um, and also, like, we're the type of friends where, like, we don't have to talk for, like, three years. <laughs> So yeah. what, do you, what do you think has kept you guys friends for so long? 
Um, that that yeah there's no like it's not I'm not gonna be like I haven't seen you in three years why can't I see you you know we I, I, I'll she talk never to her. puts pressure on me I'll, we won't talk literally for two weeks and like some friends will be like oh shit I should probably reach out I feel bad Lauren never feel bad and then when I do call we'll talk on the phone for three hours we won't stop talking and then we might not talk again it's right back to where we you know, it's just, it's there's never a lag and there's never like any weirdness it's not like we're it's not high it's not a high maintenance friendship it's, it's funny because you know Weston and I work together and he's my best friend one of my best friends and we have no same thing we have no problems we get along like we see eye to eye he does certain things I do certain things and there's never any issues Lauren and I started working together. We had to navigate through a lot of issues. We still do, honey. Well, yeah, and there's sometimes I want to, you and know, ring her neck. Yeah. But like I when I, I need to return emails. And you <sighs> recently, well, not recently, but you live now with your boyfriend, Zach. My I love, do. And you guys work together. Yes. What are the difficulties you guys have encountered? Um, and don't say nothing because I know. No. I know from experience with Lauren that it can't be nothing. We good. know. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Hi, babe. Oh, hold on. She's going to pull out a scroll. Let me do hi, babe. Hi, babe. So. <laughs> yeah, and he does typical culture. He um, he actually is like a male version of a blogger, but not a blogger at all. He has a zine called Typical Culture, which is something he created around the same time I created Fashion Lush. We didn't know each other, but it's um, skateboarding. He's very much in the skateboarding industry. We have moved in together which is a learning curve wait before we get into this what did i tell you before you moved in with him don't do it yes why i don't know i don't remember why i, I said oh until you get married no, or engaged i said enjoy every oh, little yes. piece of toothpaste in that toothpaste squeezer that you can squeeze to yourself and Take that independence no. and relish it and love it. And you said, nope, I'm moving in together. No, 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 no. We didn't move in together till after three and a half years of being together. We didn't move in together till after six. Is well, he allowed to sit on the couch? Because I'm not allowed to sit on our couch. He's allowed to sit on the couch. <laughs> You'd prefer no. But I would prefer no. Um, I asked him today if the housekeeper came yesterday and I asked him to clean the whole entire house just to be safe uh, while I'm gone. Wait, 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 wait. I can't stand how Michael sits at the dinner table to eat. Wait a minute. Uh, he, wait, you have. <laughs> listen, I understand if it's like a if it's like a huge like pigsty, but you have him clean the house before the maid comes to clean the house. No, after. Oh, after. the day after. Okay, okay. I just because like you know he's been home all day. I don't I don't know what, what kind of tornado. See, he when we moved in together, I would say like ninety percent of everything in <laughs> the apartment is like my space. Like I'm like okay, this has to be clean. This is this is a clean space. This is a clean space. This is a clean space. He has one area where he can do whatever he wants to and that's his desk. And his desk can get pretty out of hand. Makes me want to rip my hair out. But that's one thing I'm a I'm like a very a very big neat freak. That's one thing I've had to let go. I have to let him leave a pair of pants on the floor. It's hard. One of the funniest Gotta and most it. unrealistic things you ever told me. Yeah, this was funny. Was we were, I think we were driving home from Palm Springs, you, Lauren, and me. Oh, God. You, Lauren, and I, sorry. And you said, Michael, I really just wish he would notice the <laughs> ring that his cup left on the table. And I said, you're dating a man. Like, he's never going to notice bad. that. I looked at you, I was like, that was, and, like, not, that it was, was like, not brand. It was like a, it was like a, like a full thing that you really, like, <laughs> thought was realistic that he was going to come around to, and, uh, listen, I, we we're not going to notice that kind of stuff. No, I know. I told him, what did I tell him? I said, I just want you to take cleaning initiative. 
And he was like, I'm not going to take cleaning initiative. You ask me and I'll do it, but I'm not like, I don't know what you want. You know what I would love? Well, two things, really, if we're being honest. The first thing I would love is if you put the toilet seat down. Because, you know, when I get up at two in the morning to go to the bathroom and I fall in the <laughs> toilet, like, it's just, is it that hard? I have been working on it. Nah. I've been getting better. I'd give you a C. Okay, but I was an F. The next thing that I would really love is he cleaned the house yesterday because I left it dirty for once in wait, my wait, life. Wait, be careful here. Okay. You clean the house for what, once in your whole time with living at me. No, wrong. You reminded me 800 times that you clean the house when I clean the house every day. First, let me say something. I have sisters. Women can be some of the messiest creatures on earth. Men, you, I mean, yeah, there's some gross things that happen when you go to a guy's. Have you ever gone into a woman's dormitory or a house full of women roommates? What women are we talking about? Have you ever Not opened all women. a toilet with tiny little hairs floating everywhere? Ew. Well, <laughs> That's like a, I'm t- women can get very messy. You left the house yesterday. Admit it. I had a YouTube shoot all day and had an appointment at five o'clock. So oh, yeah, yeah, everything was that's everywhere. tornado. But, so. he, he but she would have got home and cleaned it too. Anyway, it's just like let me tell you, if I left the house like that, you guys should do a, um, a podcast on your guys' amazing cleaning. <laughs> if I left the house like that, I might as well just never come home because. It, it would, I would hear about it for three years. Oh, Mimi's in the corner laughing. She knows. Mm. Mimi's rolling her eyes at you. Okay, so so living together has been living tough. together. No, it hasn't been tough. It's an adjustment. You it's know, an adjustment. I really enjoyed my own space. I loved my own space. It's, there's something very special about having your own space. You'll never have it again. Never have it again, which is fine because you know. We're, you, you once your lives mesh, your lives mesh, and like now we're in a routine. But it did take a good six months of like, are we gonna make it out alive? You know, are we gonna do this? And some adjustment more for me. He's lived with a significant other before, and also he is like, you know, it's like there's just Xanax pumping through his blood all He's the time. Easy. He's so easy. Yeah. He is so easy. Like. He doesn't care. He it's doesn't work. Care. I mean, a relationship's work. work. You a constantly have to work, work it. Yeah. It, it's just like a blog. It's just, just like a blog. Like it's work every single day. Yeah. Zach and I really bonded at the wedding. I don't think he was expecting some of my music choices. Oh, he loved your music. You guys had a flogging Molly moment. That. We had misfits. Oh, he was thrilled. A bunch of stuff. He likes he likes fast forward to the end of your wedding video. Because <laughs> there's like a shot <laughs> of you guys hugging. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a quick plug here. I would invest in, and someone should be paying me for this, Bose Quiet Comfort headsets. I use those and I block Lauren's noise and I go in the bed and it's like nobody's even there. Oh, I got to get that. He sleeps. He sleeps so light. Oh, why don't you get him that? That's I'm gonna, a cute I'm going to order them on Amazon. I'll I use should, your guys' podcast page. You yeah. should. I, um, I I didn't get Michael anything for Valentine's Day, so That's maybe I'll nice order you. I haven't gotten a Christmas card, <laughs> a Valentine's card. I refuse. I'm going to start sending him cards. Yeah. I sent you a Valentine's tag. You got you got like six roses, bouquets of roses, and like letters from your dogs. Dude, she she should be grateful. Um, can you imagine if I just got her nothing? Valentine's Day is about the girl. Says who? Yeah. I feel like it's... Taylor, stop shaking your head. Uh, next time I get a present, I'll just buy two. So you can give one to Michael. What did you get Zach? I got Zach this amazing um, necklace. It's like rhodium chain, like a black rhodium chain with this gold... Um, it's like a hummingbird skull. Did you head. write him a nice note? Oh, yeah, okay. I wrote him. I got him this card that was like a death metal guy that was like, I'll love you forever. Wow. He loved it. I actually that did That sounds you, really, really nice. I actually really did get you a it. Valentine's Day gift. Well, we're waiting. I have a Valentine's Day gift for you. We're waiting. Yeah. I also gave you a gift on Valentine's Day night. It was a really cute gift. Yep. That's why you got that ring on your finger. Winky, winky, (laughs) winky. 
if I don't get that gift, then you might, what the hell is the point of all of this? Ew, Taylor. <laughs> man, oh man, is it impossible to get Michael Bostick to eat vegetables? Not when I cook up the vegetable chili from Blue Apron with the baked sweet potatoes and the crispy tortilla strips. That's actually true. He ate vegetables. Finally, I've been trying to hide them in everything. I hide them in his smoothies. And now I'm going to be hiding them in his chili with Blue Apron. If you guys don't know what Blue Apron is, it's the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Basically, their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And if this podcast doesn't work out, I can always go into a new career as a professional chef because I am basically one now. Let's not get crazy, Michael. Okay, so for less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home cooked meals so that I can continue to whip up vegetable chili, salmon piccata, spicy shrimp coconut curry, you name it. Yum. I'm so glad you're eating all these veggies. Um, We like it because, again, we're having this theme of efficiency. It's flexible. It's easy. It's guaranteed. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash him and her. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash him and her. What else has been hard living with your significant other while you work with him? Um, you know, his, I will say his eating habits really make me crazy, but that's like, like know, what? Just he can eat. He eats like shit. Love him. He doesn't eat like shit, but he can eat whatever he wants and not gain a pound. And and I can't do that. And so when he gets all this stuff in the house, it's like so delicious. Like it's your drunk junk drawer that you've got full of drunk food, but like all everything he eats so it's like everything you would ever dream of eating that's really hard um i try to buy healthy food but he just goes out to the store and buys his own really good stuff that i can't eat um working together though that's a whole nother dynamic thrown into the mix um i think if you're gonna work with your partner you both just really need to accept not to take anything personally like you don't, you can't. You know, there's product, there's projects Zach works on for Blog Do where I'm actually like his boss. I'm telling, not, not his boss, but like I'm, you know, he'll say, "Do you like how this product turned out?" He does web design. He's an amazing web designer, so he'll come to me. You know, do you like how this turned out? Yes or no? And sometimes I have to say no. And like we're a couple, but I'm also like having the last say in a situation like that. And it's just not taking anything personally. No one takes anything personally. I think there's been times where we're like. You know, it could get personal, and then we step back and we're like, wait, we love each other, but we also work together, so let's move on and just. What's the number do one thing you love about him? Oh, his creativity and his easygoing attitude, you know? Yeah, he balances it's you me- out. It's mellow, it's nice. He balances it's you nice. Out. Yeah, I love Zach. I love For Zach. you. I think he's. I he's, think he, a, he's a gentle soul. He has finesse with the way he handles you. I feel like. like not, yeah, he has finesse, finesse with the way he, you're like. You're like a. Some, I've got a, a lot of energy. No, you're like a bull in a china shop sometimes, and he like kind of, like he like makes a way for you to get through. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if he keeps buying the food he's buying, he's gonna have to make a bigger way for you to get through. <laughs> That's a big bull. <laughs> uh, Taylor's laughing in the corner. Taylor, you're being a little like. Taylor's been very very serious today. Yeah, Taylor's taking. I haven't heard him say one word actually. Taylor's filming everything we're doing because we're gonna try to do a like a monthly or weekly YouTube series where we show 
the behind the scenes because you know with blogging people just think you write a post and put up a picture yeah I think that's such a good idea too because that takes away the like stigma of like your life is perfect because people are going to see that like all you do is work yeah like all you do is work like you know your braids are uneven like something I got braided on the side of the road you guys saw that classy um no, no but like just think that it's not as perfect as it seems it's not as perfect as our Instagram feed scenes I really like Lauren's the master of Snapchat um you know I and I hope that more people take lead in just using your Instagram can be perfect all day long if that's your prerogative that's fine I'm not I'm not gonna I'm, look at my feed I'm not gonna post something that's not on brand with that feed um but I think it's really good if people start using Snapchat and Insta stories not as a way to show off more, but as a way to show what's really going on in their lives because that's what it's for. So that's the best thing you've ever said. Thank you. I yes, just I hope it goes in that direction because yes, it's about connecting with the audience yes. and, and and showing behind the scenes. It's not look like look, look what at I'm, my new look shoes, at my new purse, this I, look at my know. new that look at what I have. I I like try to I want to do like a webinar. On it's this. like even when like there's like mom bloggers out there like I love their feeds and they've got great stuff. But what I really love is when they like blog about their cute kids and what their kids are doing. Like, you know, you're just seeing what's really going on in their lives and you're getting it's relatable. So you feel when you see that, like, you know, a person. But if someone's just showing me, you know, the new Gucci handbag of the season that got sent to them, I'm going to go, okay, well, I've seen that. I don't care. I want to see something else. You want to see the nitty gritty. The nitty gritty. Yeah, totally. I I mean, that's, I think that's the most important part of blogging is to also show that side. Yeah. So you you say blogging is a lot of work. Like what, what people would say, what are you doing from eight to three in the morning? Like what's the process? Oh God. I mean, well, there's, I, I do, I don't, dele- I have a problem delegating. I do a lot of stuff myself. So. We're if, getting better, though. Yeah, we're getting better. But. We're, 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 you're I mean, getting better. The process of just editing photos, writing a post, getting the content out there, sharing it via all your social networks, that alone is two and a half hours. And then that's not even touching on, you know, preparing content for the next day getting blog do stuff taken care of handling all of that emails emails thinking of what's the next step what you know brainstorming new ideas where are you going to go from here reaching out to brands coming you know it's just it the list will go on and on and on yeah and it's hard because you just when you are when you're in this world of blogging you just have to be on you got to be on a lot like you can't you really there's no off button you do have to be on a lot because when you're showing your life, it's like you're showing your you're life. Showing you your signed life. up for that. And you and I always talk about how sometimes it's frustrating to want to go somewhere. Like you were talking about, you said that there's a coffee shop that you really like, but you don't want to go there because you you needed like an yeah, Instagram. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like you know, I'm like I don't like I don't jam pack my schedule because. I know my limitations, but like if I'm going to go out for the day and I get dressed up cute, I would love to go to my favorite coffee shop, but my favorite coffee shop in San Diego is like a hole in the wall. And then I'm like, okay, well this, I need to get content for my day. I can't just walk into any coffee shop. I've got to like plan it out to like where, how are my, are my readers going to like this? You know, like I've got to plan, I've got to plan things strategically. So instead of going to the coffee shop I love that doesn't charge me an arm and a leg, I go to the expensive one because there's, you know, cute products. There's, uh, you know, I can meet a friend there. See, here's the story, though. It's just, it's just. The story is this. The story is like, listen, I don't want to go. I, I'm going to this shitty coffee shop because I like this better than the bullshit I usually show you. I think yeah. people would identify with that more. I'm, try, I'm trying to tell you that too. Yeah, and that's the, that's what I'm saying though. That's like the direction that like I'm trying to embrace a little bit more. Um, 
you know, it's just, it's hard. It's hard because, like, you know, I want to meet Lauren at the coffee shop. And I'm like, okay, well... Let's get an Instagram. Let's get an Instagram but, while we're out. But I think that, that Snapchat... We'll, we'll just start going to the shitty coffee shop. Yeah. It's so good. Which one is it? It's called Okay, Sunshine. so besides <laughs> the shitty coffee shop, where can people find you? They can find her on Instagram. Sorry. Erica just stuffed a cookie. I have really low blood sugar. That's okay. Okay. Want me to entertain a little? Anyways, you guys want to hear a joke? (laughs) While she tells the, while she eats the cookie? No, they definitely want to go find her on her blog, which is fashionlash.com. And then her Instagram is incredible. Her feed is one of the gnarliest feeds I've ever seen. I don't know how you do it. And you promised me that you're going to get back on Snapchat. You need to I'm both. back on Snapchat. Both. I'm doing both. Okay, so Snapchat, Fashionlash. The blog, Fashionlash.com. And Instagram, annoying, underscore, Fashionlash, underscore. Still waiting to get that Fashionlash account. I love Kick it. Kick that person off. And then Blogdo. And, blog- and then Blogdo, yeah. Blogdo's got some really, really cool, cool stuff coming up soon. Yeah, we've got something that we're working on that every blogger can use that's affordable. It's basically all of our tips and tricks um, combined into one spot. We have been working on this for a year and a half. Yeah, it's all of our tips and tricks and a lot of other um, professionals in the industry. Yeah, we're we're spilling all the secrets. We're not we're not going to be those girls that don't tell you where we got the shirt from. I might sneak in a couple tips of my own. We know you will. We know you will. We we can't get rid of you. All right. On that note, we are out. I hope you guys enjoyed Fashion Lush, Erica. She will be back on, and um, we'll have a more of a conversation next time. I just wanted you guys to get to know her on this episode. Did we not have a conversation? I thought we had a great conversation. We did, but but, but I, I want to have her on and I want to talk about high school. There's so much more to talk about. Oh, you want to smoke a joint while you talk no. about that? <laughs> you made it. <laughs> All right, you guys, follow Erica at Fashion Lush, and we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Skinny Confidential, Him and Her, with Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick. Download new episodes every Tuesday at podcastone.com or subscribe now on the Podcast One app. Hey guys, David Smalley here, reminding you to check out Dogma Debate on the Podcast One app, iTunes, and basically everywhere else you could possibly hear a podcast. Dogma Debate is basically a way for you to peek in on conversations you've always wondered about. Say a hardcore anti-gay preacher meets an atheist who knows the Bible like the back of his hand, or a far-left social justice warrior meets a different kind of liberal who doesn't want to join in on the riots. On Dogma Debate, I talk to people who completely disagree with me, and I let them tell me why they think I'm wrong, why I should be on their team, and why they take such an extreme stance. And sometimes you'll just hear me hanging out with like-minded people and laughing during segments like Republicans Say the Darndest Things or Fact Check Yo Mama. It all happens on Dogma Debate, right here on Podcast One.